you like to introduce yourself? Hi, nice to meet you. So, as you told, my name is Camilla. I come from the northern part of Italy. Um, I come from Trento and now I'm here in Perugia as a student of a Master in International Relations and I'm also part of Extinction Rebellion. It's a pleasure to meet you. Great, you too. Um, so to start with, are there any issues that you feel are happening only in Italy uh, related to the climate that have not yet been picked up by an international audience? Okay, well, studying international relations, I am starting to understand the bigger picture and it, it's really concerning. But, um, well, talking about Italy, the situation nowadays, it's changing. So, um, well, we have seen that uh, because of the weather, we have to struggle a lot. Italy is really a hot spot because of uh, thunderstorms that are becoming reality even in the north of Italy, in the Garda Lake, which is really unusual. At the same time, in Sicily, we had a lot of fires burning for maybe even weeks. Uh, and at the same time, we have a lot of desertification going on in the center, so even in Umbria, uh, which it has to deal also with olive oil, which is something that is really, really important for us. And at the same time, back in the north, I discovered that uh, our um, iced uh, mountain are melting. So all the ice that it's, it should be on the mountain. Some, some scientists are truly believing that in 2050 it will be gone for the 70%. And uh, they are trying to get new technologies, which has to deal maybe with covering also all the mountains and the ice itself. So it's, it's quite, let's say, a really, really rough uh, attempt to do something that it's not really going to the right direction. And talking about the, the government and the politics, Nowadays, with the war in Ukraine, things are changing. And hopefully, we are starting to reproject and maybe thinking about renewable energy, something that it's really important and it should, be, have been, should have been done maybe even 15 years ago. But um, we had some certain of regulation called eco-bonus, but it's really, really a recent uh, politics that was aimed to uh, recover our uh, and restore the energy production by giving help to people in rebuilding their houses with, uh, let's say, a more sustainable uh, materials in, in the aim of redu the reduction of the use of the energy and, of course, our emissions but the main problem is that we are really into fossil fuels the big problem comes when we see things like Sanremo which is the biggest music festival here in Italy that is sponsored uh, by any <laughs> any it's a huge company and it's all over in Italy you can see also uh, the banks, like for as uh, an activist, I really know that uh, many banks here has some certain 
regulation in the in their bank account which uh, doesn't allow you to see where your credits go but actually they are funding oil, gas and petrol and nowadays the hottest issue is that we are some uh, let's say some politician even our minister were talking about carbon plants and this is a way huge step in the past because it's really intoxicating and it's really increasing the CO2 production and at the same time we are struggling with finding new gas because of the war in Ukraine and yesterday I heard even at the festival that Cingolani in a pre-registered uh, interview was talking about finding gas in Africa. This is a huge step back and he told us that um, yeah the situation may become similar to the one in Ukraine but the fact that, that we can take uh, gas from many different states may be helping the, the situation because we could have a plan B but the fact is that Africa is really a hot spot and you can't think that you know even if one state has some certain problems the other state which is not maybe a neighboring state won't have the same problem because climate change is a threat multiplier itself and Africa situation we know that it's not really the best one for their governments for what it's the the quality of life and and everything that goes around this so also there is another project talking about uh, taking gas in Azerbaijan, but the problem is that they don't even know how much gas it's, it's in Azerbaijan, and at the same time, there are many, many infrastructure that are, uh, which aim is to become, let's say, to have a more sustainable environment, but it's actually the opposite. They are talking also about um, a project which is called S-N-A-M, so SNAM in Italy, in Italian, which has to deal with putting a huge tube um, in, in the purpose of giving gas um, by uh, uh, excavating all the Apennine. Um, it's, it's, it's truly crazy, like nobody will, will tell you that this is a good idea only the one that may want to make profit out of it. So the situation is really, really complicated and it has many levels. But nowadays also with Cingolani, we had a brief talk and I can say that the situation is quite hard also to handle because it's giving all of the blame on Draghi is our president and so it's also difficult to get a transparent uh, talk uh, with, the, with the government itself. And these, I think these worries are echoed in, in statistics, for example like the new IPCC report and statistics over the last 25 years about uh, the, the richest people in the world releasing sort of 90% of the CO2 carbon, that's probably a number that's increased since then. Um, when you look at these statistics, why do you think people should get involved? You know, why do you think people still want to get involved, even though it feels so threatening and so so scary? Well, 
Mm, this has to deal with the first question, maybe, because politician in Italy seems quite, um, let's say, far away from uh, the view of the scientist. We had a campaign called Scientist Rebellion in which all over the world, all the scientists went into the street to demonstrate and to try for the last time and for another time to, to, to try to be heard by someone. Because there's politics, which is really, I believe, it, it can be corrupted sometimes. And also here in Italy, the situation is pretty hard to handle. And at the same time, we have the media. And in Italy, um, media uh, usually are into gossip when we talk about the, the journal, the paper journal. So it's quite hard to get the audience to know the thing, to know that this is a true thing, because also with you know everything that has to deal with fake news, it's really a dangerous threat. And at the same time, I believe that Italian people are maybe, I hope, that they can be prep more prepared to the situation and I think this is the time to raise our voices. So the important thing is that everyone or the more, the more people the best it is uh, in order to spread the voice, give information, give APCC report a new voice which is not only the scientist one and maybe also the fact that it's not so readable, like it's not easy to read and to understand all the concept and also in politics it's the same maybe sometimes. Uh, this can be maybe a, a step but activists can help in achieving some good information and also helping understand uh, that this is a true emergency and we have to act now. So, so in that way, do you think groups like XR can take these ideas that maybe seem very far away and very happening in another country and bring them down to earth? Yeah, I think nowadays it's the only thing that we can do. I mean, we have a huge privilege. We were born in places in which we can protest. It can be difficult sometimes, but we can protest and uh, at the same time also the scientists are asking activists to activate and are so glad to all the activity and the time and the energy spent by those people because uh, the government interest has always have to deal with business and profit and this is a really old way of thinking I think it's really eradicated also in capitalism, liberalism. We structure all this thing in the last hundred years, I think, probably. And nowadays we, we, we have the true, um, let's say we have report. Let's say that this is not sustainable anymore. The reality is different and we have to make a huge system change because um, we cannot go like, like we have done.
So I think it's it's time to change. And if we do it all together and we gather our energy, we understand that we can play a crucial role. We can have a voice and our voice is important for many people in the world. This is really a privilege. So when I think about climate change and when I think about the earth being inhabitable, maybe in 30 years, what can we do? We have two choices. We can blame and continue saying, okay, this is our future. It's gonna be like this. Or we can take a step further and start believing in ourselves for the first time, because also with you know all the maybe capitalist way of thinking and also you know everything that comes with media and all the let's say the in, the biggest industries and companies um, telling you in way that maybe are not so visible, but many times they tell you that you have to buy something in order to, I don't know, be better than other because you have to succeed the other. Well, if you understand that maybe this is the best way to you know, push down all the population, to regulate it, to make them say, I'm, I'm part of the thing, nobody will care if I raise my voice. But Activism is on the opposite side, I believe. Tells you that if we all gain our energy, if we all put effort in it, we can, we can truly understand also from history that altogether a critical mass can change the thing and can have a real pressure on government. Something that international relations can't do because of their soft law system and all the protocols that can be signed or not. It depends on the, the government. But if you have a big push from the population, the government will have to sign those treaties and maybe have more regulation in their law. So I think this is the only thing that we can do right now. We don't have much choice and we don't have time. Very true, very powerful message. Uh, and just on a, on a final note, for the people who are thinking about joining groups like Extinction Rebellion but are unsure, uh, what, has, what has Extinction Rebellion brought to your life? Or how do you think Extinction Rebellion has made your life richer? Taking part in, for example, like you talked about the Rebellion of One earlier. Could yeah. you just mention that a little bit more? Yeah. <laughs> Actually, yesterday was quite an empowering day. For the first time, I learned that I can be something and I can be part of maybe the journey of somebody else and I will be part of their journey too. Like, it's, it's mutual. So, um, yeah, I, I've actually entered into Extinction Rebellion when it was the first time that we have a real closure in Italy. So it was quite strange, but at the same time, I, I understood that there was something going on besides me and I also, I don't know, I think I opened my eyes to a bigger picture that wasn't aimed about exceeding as I told you or maybe, I don't know, giving my best in order to have a good life because 
the problem is that with all the issues and the the climate crisis, because it's not climate change, it's climate crisis and climate emergency. This is so, I don't know, it's not blame and shame, but I felt quite kind of ashamed of myself because I got fooled by the system. And it's somehow entering in XR enlightened something in me that made me believe in my capabilities, in my abilities. It made me realize that, uh, you know, everything is a challenge and also raising your voice can be so hard in a world that, you know, uh, tells you that if you don't have the last, I don't know, uh, the last uh, pair of shoes or, yeah, you're, you're never gonna be enough. That's the point, but when you have on the opposite side someone that is telling you, you can get a community, you can get some people that, you know, it's not chit-chat anymore. It's people that can tell you their stories and can tell you something that you didn't know and let you have the opportunity to grow yourself the thing that you like the most. Because also a mass movement is something different from maybe an association or a collective, um, I don't know, uh, we, we call it collective, but I don't know if it's the true yeah, translation. So, yeah, because uh, all the pyramid order is just on the other side. Yeah, we have the decentralization system which gives you the power to do what you do um, just because of what you want to give and what you think it's I don't know your best point but at the same time you can challenge yourself doing something that maybe you weren't supposed to do or maybe you was you were thinking it was even not that capable because because of the system you grew up with. But then you change your idea when you do the thing. And at the same time, it's something that, you know, climate, uh, climate emergency and climate activism, for the first time, it's, let's say, an issue that does not have boundaries. The only boundaries maybe are given by some some governments and some autocracy or dictatorship, let's say. So in the places in which you can have the opportunity to do that, I think it's, it should be our aim because it's our world and we can fight with non-violent direct action, also for the people that won't have this uh, opportunity in their life. And so, yeah, to me it changed a lot. It changed also my view on the future and on what was my aim in, also in the work, because I, I had really different plans because, <laughs> yeah, before starting uh, this journey with Extinction Rebellion. So you can, you can search, we have many platforms and many different local groups. So you can search whether in extinctionrebellion.et for the Italian situation or XR Italy 
on platforms like Instagram, Twitter or Facebook and then over there uh, there is the there's a spot which is aimed uh, to give you information if you want to join a local group so you can find the information about all the local groups and it's I, I think it's truly also uh, good and maybe even amazing seeing that all the international communities that we see that has so many lack and so many bad points uh, in the government and all the international relations with XR it's it's really a true community and you can see uh, really what you know having uh, mutual collaborate collaboration means something that it's really important and maybe I don't know maybe in a possible future some government will look at us and think oh wow nowadays after three years we are in more than 80 countries all over the world so it's a really a global movement and it's truly amazing also because of the media and the role of media it's really important and you know one of our saying is don't watch the news be the news because that's what we gotta do right now and thank you for yeah. this opportunity it was no, a pleasure thank you i think you spoke a lot of truth there um anything else you want to add before we finish up or are you good i think uh, the last thing that i want to do is really saying that everyone can be a part of it and the scientists are saying thanks to activists not to government so this is a way key factor it's not blaming shame it's the true reality nowadays we can do something if we have the opportunity the time it doesn't matter whether we are an artist uh, i don't know maybe a lawyer or maybe a scientist or maybe just a person that you know wants to have some more information this is a whole new community that has to grow with people uh, entering in the in the movement so everyone can be a part of it and and everyone can give something to the other so great yeah